We are twin brothers who grew up Atari, or as we call it, in the vertical blank. Technically, the vertical blank is the space between the last line of the current frame and the first line of the next, where off-screen calculations create a cathode ray tube display. It exists, literally, between the lines, invisible, yet all-seeing, in a void where magic occurs that is never seen, only experienced. It is the figurative location of our existential longing for the past and attempts to bridge it to the present and the future. The vertical blank is an omniscient force containing the nuances that make our nostalgia a reality. It's the transcendental location that holds our best memories, biggest joys, greatest fears, and our most terrible losses. You've been warned. You can stop this tape now and turn around. For once you've entered, there may be no escape. All the scan lines have been written. It's time to enter the vertical blank. Saturday, January 5th, 2019, the morning of the Retro City Festival in Pomona, California. It's 6.45 in the morning. I'm going to get bagels, and let's see how this works. The plan was to get out at 8 a.m. Everyone seemed excited last night, all five members of my family, my wife and three kids, but we'll see if we actually do it. So this is Steve. And we're trying to go to the Retro City Festival today. None of us really know what it's going to be like. There should be some free pinball. Well, free. <laughs> Maybe some pinball and video games on free play and some people selling interesting things. We plan to be there for a few hours. <clears throat> we'll see how it goes. So the last time I took my family to the Pomona Fairgrounds, it was for a decidedly different event. It was for the Vans Warped Tour in 2017 because the alarm were playing, so we got in for free. And actually, we should have got in for free, but I think I paid uh, to get everybody in. And that was a louder event. That was an event where you needed to wear your headphones or earplugs outside. Uh, but it was fun. The kids enjoyed it. I, I liked giving them that experience to at least go. There were some interesting bands there, but this is going to be different. And what I've never been to a retro show like this before. I know I've been into retro gaming for 20 years now or more, um, but I've never been to a show like this. I went to a pinball event in Banning, California, because I know everyone likes pinball, and I've been to a couple pinball museums, but never a like a show specifically dedicated to retro games. This, this is why I feel like, like Kevin Savitz has his book, Terrible Nerd, and I feel like that terrible nerd all the time, because I do not live up to nerd credential by going to these types of things, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes today. Um, I hope after the last year or so of 
listening to podcasts or researching this stuff, I will know a little bit more about the people and the things that are going on more than more than I did before. You know, I always thought that I knew a lot, but there are people who know a lot and are really into this stuff. I was try try to tell my wife that that she's thinks I'm such a big nerd and I am, but like there are people who achieve nerddom vastly beyond what I have the ability to do. Um I am a normal person by comparison. So we will see what happens today. Anyway, yeah, the last time we were there was Van's Warp Tour and it was decidedly different, but I wonder if we'll even recognize the place. Probably not. So the idea for today was to get out at 8 in the morning. It would take us an hour to get to Pomona, California from our house, and then we would get to the Retro City Festival at 9 a.m. when it opened, giving us the best chance to play in the arcade before a lot of people showed up. But getting out by eight o'clock, I think might be a challenge. Almost everybody in the house here has been on vacation for the last two weeks. And well, we've been sleeping in. So my wife told me that she is decidedly nervous about the type of people that would go to something like this. I understand what she means. The internet these days is filled with kind of nasty gamers. And I know that the people going to this are not the same type of gamers, but it still makes her nervous about the type of people that will be there. Um, I'm hoping it'll be okay, um, but I get what she means. Um, I get nervous about the same thing. I'm her example of a nerd, but I am an underachiever. I am a terrible nerd, as Kevin Savitz coined, and I truly believe that that is a thing. I'm an enthusiast of lots of different stuff. You know, sometimes I don't go deep on a lot of things, even though it seems like I do. There are people who go deeper and deeper and deeper and get really nasty about things. That's not her thing. I'll be on the lookout to make sure that nothing like that is going on, because this is supposed to be fun. I hope it's fun, but who knows? That's what makes me nervous. Hi, Rachel. What do you... We're going to this retro thing today. What do you think? I'm excited. All right, Katie, we're going to go to this retro city thing today. What do you think? I'm excited. It's like an arcade where it's free, but it's not free. But you get to play for free, technically. So that's what you're excited about? Free well, game? Yeah, well, because you can just run around and play whatever game you want. You might stand in line, but like, and there's also going to be other stuff, which is cool. All right, iPhone, Apple voice memos. We're looking at 749 right now, and three-fifths of the team have decided that they're not ready to go yet. One of them says they only got three hours of sleep last night. If there's no other mission today, then that mission would be to find my nephew and my kid's cousin, Ryan, who is turning 14 today. He is a Pikachu fan. He uh, loves Pikachu. He loves Pokemon. So hopefully, maybe we can find something for him at the Retro City Festival for his birthday that is Pokemon. Hear that sound? That's the sound of the hairdryer. That's the sound of people getting ready to go. Oh, what I forgot to mention was that 
I was informed about this show by one of our Microsoft reps at work, who turns out is a Tetris World Championship contender. I think he's going to be playing in the Tetris World Championship tournament, or there's some sort of Tetris tournament at this thing. He's going to be playing there. So I'll be looking for Dorian to say hi, because he invited me down to go see this. So I hope to meet him. And if so, we'll get a little interview with him. I hope. So we got out at about 8.40, and we started our drive. Surrey directed us to take nearly every freeway in Southern California to get there, a little bit at a time. We started on the 405, we changed to the 110, we changed to the 91, we changed to the 105, then we changed to the 605, and then we finally made it to the 10, where we made it to Pomona. It was sort of a crazy drive. Well, maybe you couldn't understand unless you lived here in Southern California, but it is true. We call all of our freeways with a the in front of them. The 105, the 605, the 5, the 405. Some people find that weird. We don't. It's because they're these giant entities that govern our every movement and travel. We salute them. We hail them. They are our freeways. We need them. We can't do anything without them. They are our masters. Hey, family, we have just parked at the Pomona Fairgrounds. We're about to go into the second annual Retro City Festival. You should see the look on that. <laughs> Everybody else? What do you no. think? <laughs> there's a lot of... There's a... Um, there also is a an RV show right next to us. It's a giant RV show. There's a reptile a show. show. But I didn't, the, reptile, the reptile show wasn't on the side. No, the reptile show is the other direction. Everyone yeah. is pumped. Everyone is pumped. <laughs> okay. Um, also really uh, tired. Let's, let's get ready to go. It's right. 10 in the morning. So I was proud of them for making it this far. But as soon as we pulled into the parking lot, my family started gently ribbing me about wanting to go to the Retro City Festival. Yes, my wife just pointed out that I'm wearing my Vans t-shirt here, which of course when we went to the Vans War Tour, I'm sure I wore like a Space Invaders t-shirt or something because, again, you never wear the t-shirt to the thing you're going to. That's, yeah, that's, that's where we grew up. <laughs> Vans and Atari-themed clothing. How many what? How many tournaments? Yeah, how many tournaments are you renting yourself? Zero. Aww. Zero. I think We're, someone's going to recognize you from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. <laughs> We're walking through the big tunnel now that goes to Fairbanks, which reminds me of all the times I came with my dad to the gun show here. So I recognize that voice. I mean, we're recording content for the podcast right now. My wife was describing how I would never play Nintendo. Tell me. Tell me. So, so I worked at the teen center in the early 90s, and we got a brand new Nintendo system. And it was right when Steve and I started dating, and I'd ask him to stay and play Nintendo, and he absolutely refused. He would never play Nintendo, nor would he ever listen to YouTube. <laughs> So yeah, now you heard what I'm dealing with. 
We'll see what happens when we get inside. So we all get through the ticket booths and we walk into the fairgrounds through a tunnel. And that tunnel reminded me of going to the gun shows with my dad at the same Pomona fairgrounds when I was a kid. So we walk through and we look at the building that the show is going to be in. And just as we get there, who walks out but Billy Mitchell, famous Billy Mitchell from uh, King of Kong, walks out to sort of survey the show outside. Uh, he was smiling. And I, Billy Mitchell truly is larger than life. I mean, I swear he's like six and a half feet tall. He has a very striking look, you know. It's fun to see him at stuff like this. Some other attendees came up to ask for his autograph or take selfies. And I kind of felt like doing it. And then I got kind of nervous and didn't. I kind of wish wish I had now, but but I didn't. And I had my family with me and they I thought maybe they'd make fun of me if I went to go do it. So I didn't do it. But then we walked inside the building and what struck us right when we walked in was this sort of crazy, it sort of looked like a crazy swap meet. It wasn't what anyone was expecting, uh, especially after going to the pinball festival, whatever it's called, in Banning, California, which is sort of an amazing looking warehouse with half pinball machines and half arcade games. Uh, this this more looked like a swap meet, and and it was it also had a striking smell to it that reminded me of E3 10 or 15 years ago. Kind of a great unwashed smell. I could see on my wife's face she was a little nervous about the whole thing as soon as we walked in, not what she was expecting. So we kind of ushered through, rushed through that to find where I looked on the map and saw where the games were going to be on free play in the back, um, hoping that. As soon as we got to play some games, things would kind of get better. My hopes kind of dropped as we walked through the vendors back towards the games. A thought struck me. There's no way in here I'm ever going to locate Dorian. And the vendors were selling mostly used games, so I was pretty sure we wouldn't find anything for Ryan either. So the free-to-play games in the second part of the uh, show area uh, were arranged with 70s and 80s games on the left side and then separated the middle by some pinball machines and then some late 80s and 90s games on the right. What was interesting was that there were only probably a dozen pinball machines that could actually be played. The rest were sectioned off for tournaments, and the sad part was those were the best pinball machines that they had for the day. So immediately, my family's kind of funneled into a row of some pretty good 80s games, Pac-Man, a lot of the Pac-Man games, Galaga was there, a lot of the uh, Galaga, Galaxian, Tempest, some of the Atari ones, and some fairly decent pinball machines, and started to play.
delightfully, as we were in the Free Play Arcade, we realized that the smell was not the people, which is the difference from E3. The smell was probably from the games. A lot of the games in the Swapman area looked like they'd been salvaged from thrift stores. Um, a lot selling for a dollar a piece. And that collectiveness of that stuff is probably what was causing the smell at the front. So I just finished a game of Bosconian in the arcade. What did you play, Katie? Um, I don't know. Galaxian, you played Galaxian. How was it? It was okay. Galaga's better. Galaga's better. My wife reminded us it's flu season. What do you think, Kate? Was that a fun game? Which game? This one, the the the, the Williams Ballpark. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Thought it was okay. Oh, yeah. oh. I think it's fun because that used to be the game. So. so while everyone was playing some of the electromechanical pinball games that were lined up in the back of the room, I realized. I really needed to go to the bathroom. I hadn't gone to the bathroom for about three hours at this point. Um, And I got nervous when we walked in because of how kind of oddly shocking it was when we walked in. Not what we were expecting, that I just kind of led people to the back to play games. I didn't feel right going, but it got to the point where I had to. So I told my wife I was going to go to the bathroom. And I started walking that way because I saw it in the front. And I noticed the table for the reunion of the 1990 Nintendo World Champion players. And there I saw Dorian. And I walked up to Dorian and I said hi and he was with Walter Day. Walter Day, if you don't know, is the was at one time Walter Day ran Twin Galaxies scoreboard, which is the high score sort of list for video games. Um, I don't think he does that anymore. But he's very he's a famous celebrity in those circles. And Walter's a very nice guy. And Dorian introduced me to him. And unfortunately I didn't get that on tape but What I did get on tape is my interview with Dorian to tell me what he was doing there. Yeah, if I find out about it, it's nice to meet you. 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 Nice you told me you were in the Nintendo World Championships when? Yes, so I was one of the finalists in 1994 for the Nintendo World Championships. Is that in Tetris or a bu- bu- bunch of stuff? It was actually uh, three games for the for the uh, Super Nintendo. It was you played through Mario Kart as well as Mario Lost Levels, and then whatever time you had left, you would play King Griffey Jr. Home Run Derby, and then they would tabulate your scores, and the the winner of that weekend got flown out to the finals in San Diego. Now, did you win? I was one of the winners, but my best friend won the whole tournament and he's actually here with us as well. He really does. Yes, cool, he man. So yeah. what are you doing here, here today? Today, we're doing a reunion for the 1990 Nintendo World Championships. We brought out four persons, uh, actually the champion of the 18 and up age group, Bob Whiteman. He's here with us, as well as three other finalists, including the Sega World Champion, Chris Tang, who was also a Nintendo World Champion finalist in 90. Wow. Mike Iarosi, who was a 1990 Nintendo World Championship finalist and the 1994 Nintendo World Champion, and David Lopez, one of the 
only of three people who were finalists in both 1990 and 1994. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you're part of that. Are you part of the reunion as well? So I'm, I'm considered alumni for '94. Okay, this is a '90 reunion. This is the '90 reunion. Okay. So I'm organizing this and getting everybody together, and then we've we've got some really cool memorabilia. We've got a very uh, retro feeling tournament that uh, was meant to emulate what we did, what they did back in 1990. Oh, that's awesome. We went to go look at the vendors to see if we could find something for Ryan. I also wanted to see if I could find any Atari games. But after just a few minutes, it seemed like the whole thing got overwhelming and people started getting grumpy. My wife and Caitlin went off by themselves and ended up watching the Tetris tournament in some chairs as the other two kids and I went looking around at the booze. Soon it got to be too much for everybody and we went outside to see if we could get a snack. Did, did you guys get the name of the band that's playing over here? No, no. We're outside of a building number nine eating french fries, and there is a, a band playing that is playing to, well, now it looks like Nintendo sort of jazz metal odyssey with the video, with video games in the background. But they're all, they're all yeah, they're good. They're all really good musicians. We're sitting they're here. nerds, so they're going to be good good musicians. Yeah, so what do you guys think of the whole thing so far? I think I should have gotten a gig here. <laughs> I got a gig here. <laughs> <laughs> we're picking um, up quite a crowd. Um, anyway, so the place here, it's cool. Um, smaller than I expected. Smaller than I expected. But, than yeah, I expected, that's a really nice it, plus, which slider. makes it good for us. Oh, it's like, a lot of people here might have sensory issues. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, also, I'm just a little sad that they, they roped off all of the good and functioning pinball machines for the tournament. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, the other ones are fine, and I understand why they'd want the best working ones for the tournament, but <laughs> it, was a little, it was a little disappointing. But it was otherwise fun. It's fun so far. Yeah, it works on the thing like you're going to be able to play those. Uh-huh. Well, there's a barcade, which I'm certain to buy your mom a drink when we go back in. And we'll play a few more oh, games. Man. What? That's as close as they have to ranch. Owen says the ranch is not ranch. <laughs> it's something else. All right, this, this band is actually really fun. I'm going to find out who they are from the schedule. Time. This might be Travis Morgan. Um, or what time is it? It's 11.35. Travis Morgan? Yeah. Or no, the Koopas? It looks like Travis Morgan. I don't know who that is, but he's pretty good on guitar. So. Yeah. snack idea seemed to energize everyone. Cokes and french fries can do that. And after a bit, we were ready to go back in, but then disaster struck. Owen's glasses broke. He wouldn't be able to see anything or walk around inside without them. We had to figure out something to do. Katie and Dawn went inside to see if they could find a screwdriver small enough to screw the glasses back together. Looking for a screwdriver. Oh no, I need, I need one. We really need a <laughs> pair of glasses. They're like, okay, we should. <laughs> <laughs> they have this whole kit. <laughs> All right, well, let's go see if they can. 
My wife and my youngest daughter were absolutely charmed by some guys at the table who were falling over themselves to try to help them. They came outside excited, thinking that maybe the glasses could be saved. As the others were seeing about getting the glasses fixed, I snuck back into the vendor area because I'd seen a table for a company named Boss Fight Books that had a set of about 40 books about different games. I'd noticed one for Galaga, Galaga being one of my favorite games. I wanted to see what that book was about. So I went back and started talking to the guys, and I ended up buying a Galaga book and a book about Katamari Damacy. It should have been a really positive experience, except for one thing. I made the mistake of thinking that I gave the guys $40 instead of 30 I somewhat accused them of stealing $10 from me, and I embarrassed myself by asking them to look through their change to see what I actually paid them. I was trying to figure out where I would have got a $10 bill from, and I couldn't figure it out. But of course, I didn't overpay them. I remembered later that I had got a $10 bill from the parking attendant. So there I was, trying to make a connection and embarrassing myself. So it turned out the glasses couldn't be saved, and Owen couldn't come in. So Owen and Dawn went and sat outside. Unhappily, it seemed. I felt terrible that the day had gone like this. But Dawn insisted that I go back in with a couple of the other kids so we could experience a few more of the games. So Owen's glasses broke, so he and Dawn are sitting outside. So Rachel and I are going to try Primal Rage. Or at least Rachel's going to try Primal Rage. And Katie, too. Try to play our favorite game that we play two-player Primal Rage. Okay. We walked all the way to the back where Rachel had seen Primal Rage, a game her and I really loved to play together, but she said it wasn't working. We tried to get it working again, but we couldn't figure out a way to get a credit. Just as we were about to leave, though, one of the people that was working at the festival came over and added about 30 credits to the game. Then Rachel and I played the first game of Primal Rage we had played together in almost 15 years. So Katie and Rachel are now playing Primal Rage. Rachel, good big sister, is trying to show her which dinosaurs to choose so they can fight each other. It's pretty awesome. Then after I played, Rachel invited Katie up and, like a good big sister, taught her how to play too. And this is what it sounded like when they were playing. It sounded like pure joy. After that, everything seemed to go well. We went and played a few more games and discovered some things we didn't even know were there. I texted Don and Owen, and it seemed like they were doing okay outside, too. We played a few more games, and then I even went back to the boss fight games table and bought three more books and hopefully repaired whatever relationship I destroyed by semi-accusing them of stealing $10 from me. In the end, it all seemed to work out well. As the three of us walked outside, we met Don and Owen, and they were laughing together, too. It felt like the day had been a success. All right, family, we're in the car after we came out of the Retro City Festival. What's your review? It wasn't loud. It was smaller, but, like, it was still, like, like it got the fulfillment that I wanted. Like, I played games, and they were fun, and they had, like, the best games out of the bunch there, so... They had a lot of good games. And a lot of people were nice. 
The yeah, people were nice. The music, they had good music, oh, too. The pinball machines, the free play ones that were not for sale, were in pristine condition. Oh, yeah, the free play like, ones were great. They were the, in the best <coughs> condition of any, like, place that we've been to play pinball. It was, just, it was a lot of fun, and I'm glad we got to play a primal. Oh, we finally got to play primal rage together. Yeah, we did. It was a good time. I really enjoyed it. If I could have seen what was happening in the last half, my glasses broke. Um, I, I think I would have been able to see. But I did get offered a tiny, tiny screwdriver that could have worked, but I didn't want to break my glass. Okay, let's get some food. Yeah! So the quest to find my nephew Ryan a birthday present was only semi-successful. We found a Pikachu phone holder, and then I just went to the store and got him $40 in, in Nintendo eShop points. Then we went home, and I let everybody rest for a bit, and then I went and asked them for their final thoughts on the Retro City Festival. Owen, what was your favorite game at the Retro City Festival? I really liked the Williams um, baseball simulator. That was really fun. Um, and I also liked Millipede and Centipede. Oh, Millipede. So the Williams game was like the electromechanical one, right? Yeah. Let's see. And they had it on one inning. Yeah, it was on one inning. I think it was better because it wasn't like eight full innings of that game, which would last a very long yeah, time. Yeah, too long. And then... <laughs> Rachel, what did you think of the Retro City Festival? I thought it was a lot of fun. I wish there, there were some games that we couldn't play that I wish we could. Mostly the um, the ones that they roped off for the tournaments, which looked like they were the best functioning one. But I had fun playing was Primal Rage and a bunch of other Don ones. Don Quixote. That Don Quixote one? Yeah, that was fun. It was a cool. It was like a cartoon game. It was kind of like Dragon's Lair, except it showed you what the directions you were supposed to Yeah, it was to basically be. a follow the directions game. Right. And you just had to do it fast enough. That game, yeah. I've never seen that before. Neither that, did that was I. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, one of my favorites was a game called Turkey Shoot from Williams Electronics that I'd never seen before. In between levels, like actual turkey feathers flew up. Oh, onto yeah, the yeah. I played that one a little bit. <laughs> it was cool. I so, wasn't really good at it. So, what did you think compared to um, Van's Warp Tour that we went to a year and a half ago in I, the same location? I mean, it's a completely different it convention. Is. It's, uh, it smelled like, like a little bit nicer. Like, yeah. like well, if we were like on the, but... the, it, it didn't smell like marijuana, but it smelled like an old, a rotting building and B.O. <laughs> well, it did. When we walked in, the smell was a little shocking. Yeah, it's true. The smell was, a little, but it got it got you got used to it pretty quick. Yeah, it was fine. Okay, so and it was a, and it was really quiet, and the people were pretty nice too. Yeah, they were. So, did you have a good time? Yeah, I had a great time. Okay, cool. So the Retro City Festival, it felt very convention-y. Anyway, but like on a smaller scale, it was the scale, like scale, way scaled down than any other convention. It wasn't super overwhelming. I felt like there could have been a few more games. There were a lot of vendors selling things that were um, just tons and tons of piles of games, and you couldn't really see everything that they were selling. So it looked like all of the vendors were selling the same things. They weren't, but since they just had huge boxes that were just labeled $1, pay for it like that, 
it just feel, felt so overwhelming in that state because you couldn't really look through like, oh, this vendor is selling um, clothing merchandise and this vendor is selling uh, Atari cartridges. This seller is selling, selling Nintendo cartridges. This seller is selling Nintendo cartridges. It was very... This seller selling books. Like, it was very, like, all put... Like, all together. Um... Then there was the um, the game retro game portion. You could watch people playing games, and I can watch people playing Tetris for hours. That was very amusing. That was the tournament, right? Yeah, the tournament. Yeah, the tournament. It was That's very. That's what, what Dorian, the yeah. guy that I went there to uh, to meet, he was running the tournament, the Tetris tournament. That's cool. That's really cool. It was just like if you needed a break. You could just sit there and watch people play Tetris. So amusing. Well, Tetris is soothing. What about the free play arcade? The free play arcade was really nice. I felt like some of the games that were roped off for the tournament could have been put to use like before the tournament started. But I get that. You mean like the pinball machines? Yeah, I get that they wanted to save those machines for the tournament, and they didn't want them to get broken yeah, before so they, the they tournament. Yeah, so they'd be available to play, right? But I felt like maybe a couple of them because I saw. I think there was like an Adams Family machine. Yeah, the, the best machines were up for. And I play. W- really wanted to play the Adams Family machine. The convention itself wasn't really overwhelming. It was nice. It was my kind of convention, if they had a little bit more of the arcade stuff, even if you had to pay to play some of the games, uh-huh. like, I mean, if you got $20 in mission and then you could play, you could pay a little bit to play a di- more games, that'd be cool. A place that we went to one time. Lost Levels. Orange Lost County, Levels. Yes. Lost Levels. And we went there during the day, but at night it's a barcade. I thought that was really cool. They had that there. And you could see all the machines that were from Lost Levels. Favorite game? Um, my favorite game. I just love playing this game. It's probably Galaga. I just really? can play Galaga over and over again. No, I got that. I'm terrible at Galaga. Like I am the worst. It's fun, but it's it? so much fun. I got that little Galaga machine for Christmas this mm-hmm. year. The one and literally $17.99 unlimited play. You just have to pay for batteries. <laughs> Now, I would like to compare it to um, Cookie Con, which is a baking convention that I went to um, early of last year. And We're going um, again this year. We're going again this year, but this year, last year we went to the one in Anaheim, um, and uh, this year we're going to the one at the Los Angeles Convention. That's right. But, um, no, the Cookie Con was about the same size. Like, the convention center was a lot bigger, and they had... Cookie Con was about the same size, and Cookie Con was just a whole bunch of... I like it. A whole bunch of vendors trying to get you to buy their stuff, but it was... Are they, like, demonstrations at Cookie there's, Con? Or, no, there wasn't any there demonstrations. There aren't baking are there free, tournaments. Are there free play baking utensils? No, there aren't. That's the thing. With this, it was so much more interactive. Oh, yeah. With that, there was one speaker, Ron Ben Israel, and he's a really famous guy, but all you were doing, he was just sitting on the side of the screen. You were watching the video that he made about his restaurant, right? right? So, you so think, like, this like, was so much more interactive. Retro City was, was there think it's better value than... Yeah, there weren't that long of lines and no, there weren't. it was it was it was satisfying what about the music i was satisfied was the, the music fun the bands that played and stuff one guy 
playing his guitar to like Mario songs and like <laughs> old Atari like theme music, and I loved it. It was perfectly great. Now, Dawn can tell me what she thought of the Retro City Festival we went to this morning. Um, it was smaller than I expected. I expected there to be more games available to play and fewer vendors, but it was kind of the opposite. I expected the area to be like the the amount of vendors. I thought that would be how large the gaming area was. Because when we went to the pinball thing in... Oh, it was like 10 times as big. So I expected it to be at least one of those. I, I expected it to be a full fairplex. Right. And it, was, it wasn't it was really. No. I mean, there, was a, there was a lot of stuff to play, but it wasn't as much as you thought it would be. Especially for the cost. Well, I was disappointed in the pinball machines because there weren't very many that were playable. Right. They many of... Con- like, so you had to pay extra to be in the contest so that you could play those machines. Uh-huh. That's right. Many of the pinball machines were only for the tournament. There were some that were available, but but not as many. So o- overall, was it okay? It was, it was lovely. Did you hear that? She said, lovely. Oh, by the way, we got Owen's glasses fixed about five minutes down the freeway. Down the 10. And then we took the 605 and the 105 and the 405 to get home. I think overall it was a positive experience for everybody. So in the end, were the gamers at the Retro City Festival redeemed in my wife's eyes a little bit? Sure. At the same time, was I redeemed for being a terrible nerd? Come now, let's be realistic. No way. Next frame calculated, prepare to write new data, V blank ending.